sledding on. I'm like, well, I went skiing in the Swiss Alps and had this really cool hill that you took a train up and went five kilometers down one way at night with lights, and it was really awesome. And they would look at me like, okay, rich boy. And I'd be like, okay, well, it's not really what's going on here. But it was difficult because I felt like every time I would try to talk to people, nobody really understood what was going on. And even when my friends got to know me a little bit better, there was always this piece of me relationally that was very difficult for me to connect with people because there always was this piece that felt like, you just don't get it. Like, you just don't understand. And part of that was just like growing up in Black Forest, Germany, in a dorm with 40 boys. It's kind of hard to explain to people what that was like. Um, and so there's always this piece of me that was kind of like, ah, you just don't really get it. And so even as they're talking to me, there's always this piece that felt like I'm not really quite known by you. And even my wife could tell you, she sees this. It, it still happens to this day to, on some extent. And, but it's very different when I go to my roommate of like five years who actually lives in, in uh, South Carolina. And we'll get together. And all of a sudden, my heart just, it's like it breathes. It's like, ah. Because this guy lived with me through all of that time. I'm like, I don't have to tell you what it was like in the dorm. I don't have to tell you what it was like growing up. I don't have to tell you what it was like for me to, to experience those moments because you were there for all those moments. And so we just start talking and enjoying life. And there's just this part of me that's like, oh, this is so nice. See, we have that opportunity in God all the time. Because God was there when you grew up. He was there through every heartache, there through every pain, there through every evil decision you've ever made. And he's still the best friend you can ever have. Because he loves you, and he died for you, and he wants to live his life with you. Some of us today need to just embrace that you are known inside and out, and that you are loved. That's our God. That's why he came. There's another component here. Um, I'm going to read, uh, skipping over to verse 23. David says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. What's happening here is this. David has just gone on and on about how he, God knows everything, right? So it might seem a little strange, like, wait, you just said God knows everything. Why is he now saying it all? But there's a difference here, even especially for our hearts, from knowing somebody knows about us and then inviting them in. See, what David's doing here is he's saying, okay, God, I get that you've been there. I get that you've always been there, that you know everything. But now he's saying, God, I want you to see what's inside. What this is, is it's an act here where David is, is expressing and saying, I am lowering my defenses. I'm not hiding anything anymore. And I'm asking God that you would come in, that you would see and reveal all the hidden parts of my life. All the broken places, all the painful places, all the things that do not line up with who you are. I'm asking you to come and see it and expose it and reveal it. 
so that you can lead me forward. He says, lead me in the way everlasting, right? That when he says, show me any offensive or grievous or hurtful or painful way here, the, the word there is really more this word that just means like pain. So in some ways you could say it's, show me any painful way in me. And I think this is really kind of saying, hey, it's, it's kind of both and a, show me the ways of pain in my heart where I am in pain. The things that are just continually painful in me that are there, that exist, where I'm living out of pain. Show me these places. And it's also a meaning of, show me the places of pain where I am causing pain to others. Show me these places of pain. Show me these places that are broken. Show me these places that are hurt in my life that are causing anxiety and worry and fear and all of these things. Show me these things so that you can lead me in your way. The way everlasting, the way of righteousness and peace and justice and of life, the way that lasts forever. Show me this way because my way doesn't work. My way is broken and painful and stays broken and painful. So show me your way, God. Lead me through it. But David here understands that the only way to, to be led forward is to go through what is already there. You can't just put a band-aid on it and pretend it doesn't exist. No, he's saying, come, see what is here. Reveal what is here. Ex Expose all that is hidden within so that I might be led through, that I might be healed and experience the way everlasting. See, I think a lot of times we don't experience healing in our hearts and our minds because we don't let God in. We know He knows it. But instead of coming and saying, God, Search me. Show me what's wrong. Show me the brokenness. Expose it and lead me forward. We, we hide it. We run from it. We try to pretend it's not there or gloss over it or pretend it's not as bad as it is. And then we just ask God to bless our lives and help us to be more like Him. And God's waiting for the invitation to come in and reveal what is there. God's waiting for the invitation to come and bring full healing because He doesn't force Himself on us. He doesn't make us receive His healing. He offers it, but He says, I'm waiting. And here David says, please come in. I need you to heal me and reveal what is in me and to lead me forward in your way. I think many of us need to lay down our defenses. Stop pretending things are okay. And just say, God, I need you. I need you to show me what's wrong. I need you to reveal these painful, grievous, hurtful ways that I'm living out. And I need you to replace them with yours. That only happens as we invite him in. A couple of weeks ago, um, 
Samuel, my youngest son, was playing out. All the kids like to play out on our street, and it was a little cold, and they were just playing, and I think he got tripped or fell or something. I wasn't, didn't see it, but he scraped up his hands pretty bad, and you know, especially in the cold, if you hit concrete in the cold, your hands hurt even more, so he was in quite a bit of pain, and he came running over to me, uh, very upset, in a lot of pain, uh, and I was trying to, I, at first I didn't even know what had happened, so I was just like, what's going on? You know, as a parent, you're kind of trying to be like, okay, I don't see any blood, I don't see, all right, you know, no head traumas, no kind of, you're trying to go through a checklist, you're like, okay, I don't see what's going on, and then he starts telling me like, oh, like, I, I tripped, I fell, I hurt my hands, and I was trying, I was trying to get him, like, okay, d- daddy wants to help, can, can you show me your hands? But, but I couldn't see his hands because he, he was doing one of these, like, he's kind of curled up with his hands, like, super protected against his body and, like, totally just like this because, like most of us in pain, you try to protect wherever the hurtful part is. And so he's literally curled it all up, and it took me probably a couple minutes to, like, encourage him and coax him enough to say, okay, like, Daddy needs to see what's happened if I'm going to help you. And so finally he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, okay, yeah, we got some scrapes. And we went and washed it off and put some stuff on it and healed it, you know, put bandages on it and all that kind of stuff. And it was all, it was all better. But until he showed me, I, could, I couldn't help him. And I think that's what's going on for, with us and Jesus a lot. See, we have painful places in our hearts. And what we do is we curl up, trying to protect it, trying to hide it. And Jesus is saying, if you just show me, I can heal you. If you just invite me into this process, I can heal you. But you got to stop hiding it. You got to stop protecting it. You got to stop. And you got to show me. You got to invite me. You got to let me in so I can bring healing. And often with our hearts and our minds. It's not a second healing. It's a process of God restoring and healing and walking us through. But it takes that moment of saying, healing can begin when we let God in. And we're only really going to let Him in when we believe He knows us, has seen us, understands us, and He loves us. Complete healing, as we talked about earlier in the service, will come when Jesus comes back again but he's already come and healing is already offered to us. Do you want to be healed? Do you want the broken, hurtful, painful places of your life restored and redeemed and healed? Or do you want to continue to live out feeling like no one knows you, broken and in pain? I hope that today you can say, God, I'm laying down my defenses. I want you in. I want to be healed. I want to move in your ways, the ways everlasting. As we celebrate Christ, even this Christmas Advent season, I just encourage you to choose in to letting Christ in. We're going to take communion in a moment. Um, I think as we respond today, I think some of us need to do this. I think some of us just need to receive, like acknowledge 
that God knows you inside and out. That there is nothing hidden of your life that he does not know. And that he loves you. And you just need to, to own that. You just need to come and say, God, I believe that you know me and you love me. And I think some of you just need to come and you just need to pray that. I think others of us, we need to sum and say, God, I'm laying my defenses down. I'm inviting you in. I'm letting you in. Would you come and would you reveal what's broken inside? And would you lead me forward in your way? Here's what I believe. I believe that if you have been in pain, if there is brokenness inside of you, that God wants to do something today. Not the whole thing necessarily, but that this could be a moment, like I talked about, where you waking up from that nap go, something changed today. Healing has begun today. Our God can do this. And so as we move forward, I just want to encourage you to not let this pass by. Sometimes it's very helpful to physically do something to do that. And we just want to let you know that like the front area is open for you just to, to be with God, to pray, to linger with God, even after this service ends, to just be here. And if you would like prayer, somebody just pray with you or pray over you to be here. We will be here in the front to pray with you. But we just want to encourage you to kind of choose into what God wants to do in your life today. Because here's the reality. As soon as we leave this place, as soon as things end, all this kind of busyness of life sets in. And sometimes when we don't act on what God is stirring in your heart right this moment, we miss what God was doing. Don't miss what God is doing in your life today. Seek him out. Invite him in. Receive what he has for you. So I'm going to invite the worship team up. Um, how we're going to do this is we're going to read uh, the Apostles' Creed. I'm going to open up the communion with the time of prayer. But we're, we're going to have our response time here as part of communion because here's the reality. What this is, is communion, is a reminder that Jesus knew everything you'd ever do and still decided to come to earth, live as a human, suffer as a human, and die so that you might live that you might be healed. So as we were take this, take this today, receiving the knowledge that you are known, that you are loved, and that if you want to, you can be healed as you invite God in. So let's read this together, and then we'll pray as we open this time. Sorry, I, I went faster. Wait, we don't have it. We don't have it. We're just going to skip that part, and we'll pray, and then we'll keep going. God, we praise you and we thank you that you are good God. God, I thank you that you know us. I thank you that no matter what we have been through, no matter what life has thrown our way, no matter what we have done, what we have hidden in our hearts, what was done to us, no matter what has happened to us, that you have known it, that you have felt it, that you were there for it, that you would know it completely intimately, even more than we could know it, you know it, and yet you died for us, you love us, you care for us. I thank you for that, Jesus. 
God, would you help us today, especially, I just pray even now over those people here who have never felt known, who have never felt like somebody really knew them. I just ask that they would be able to receive afresh today that they are known by you, that they are loved by you, that every part of their life, every part of their heart is known and loved by you, no matter how ugly or how beautiful, that they are loved and they are known, they are seen, that no amount of shame or darkness can hide who they are from you. And I ask that they would receive that today. And as they come, I ask that they would would be able to receive that and that that would change, that would begin a healing process for them, Jesus.